What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Use that hashtag CBNPod when you're listening to this episode. So for this one, it's going to be a bit different, a little, a little more freeform, a little less structured. So I just watched the first five episodes of The Sandman, and I was truly moved. And so that's where this episode came from. We begin... In the waking world, which humanity insists on calling the real world. As if your dreams have no effect upon the choices you make. You mortals go about your work, your loves, your wars, as if your waking lives are all that matter. There is another life which awaits you when you close your eyes. And enter my realm. For I am the king of dreams. Presentiment. As powerful as you are here in your realm, dreams rarely survive in the waking world. Nightmares, on the other hand, seem to thrive there. Now, for me, you know the hill I live and die on is representation in comics and related media. So when I saw the Sandman, I believe Netflix did that like coming soon on Netflix trailer, some kind of way I knew this was coming, but it still didn't register with me like, oh, watch this. And to the point where it came and I saw reviews, but I did not see like YouTube reviews. I saw like negative reviews from people online just randomly. And you know how when something new pops up, those folks who got a hold of like screeners and stuff early, they drop their reviews like immediately. So either one of two things, I was not like paying attention or in the space to get those targeted videos or there was none. And I'm sure it's the first part <laughs> and I maybe was just oblivious. Um, I sat down to fold some laundry and I was like, all right, let me throw this on. Cause what I've usually, 
uh, well, lately, rather, what I've been throwing on is really love. The Netflix series, which I have my thoughts about that. Um, Netflix movie, rather. Mm, but that aside, you know, I'll just put it on, have it playing in the background and do my thing. I don't know why I turned on the Sandman thinking I could do that very same thing. Now, I will say that it took me a minute to watch it. So I started it one night. And it wasn't boring or anything. I just could not get into it. Then I tried to start it again. And I think I got distracted. And then this last time around thinking, oh, it's been pretty forgettable. I could just throw it on and do this laundry. Ha. Boy, was I wrong. So before even getting into my thoughts, I do want to go over a few kind of facts and details about the Sandman, the TV series. Now, it is based off of a uh, comic book, but I'm not going to focus on that this go-round. So, the Sandman is an American uh, fantasy drama television series, but it is set in, like, the UK. Um, this is based off a comic book that went from 1989 to 1996. It was written by Neil Gaiman and published by DC Comics. Now, for me, I'm such a Marvel nerd that when I heard Sandman, no matter, even knowing that this was a comic, the only thing that came to mind was Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Sandman, all that. The series was developed by uh, Neil Gaiman and it looks like David S. Goyer and Alan Heinberg for the streaming service Netflix. Um, it's produced by DC Entertainment, Warner Brothers Television, and much like the comic, The Sandman tells the story of Morpheus. Now, I'll say this. When Morpheus' name was revealed in the show, I immediately said, man, what the fuck? Because I'm such a Matrix nerd. <laughs> like, at this point, I can't hear anyone else with the name Morpheus without side-eyeing and looking for uh, Lawrence Fishburne and then also Yaya Mateen because, you know, clearly look at the material. But no, his name is Morpheus. He is the Sandman. Now, the series, it does star Mr. Tom Sturridge as Morpheus, uh, Boyd Holbrook, Vivian, ooh, Vivian Achifong, I believe. I feel like I butchered that. Um, And Patton Oswalt are um, also in supporting roles. Now, it looks like there were attempts to translate the Sandman that started back in 1991. Uh, you know how stuff is back in the day that wasn't like if you're looking at Blade as the nexus being for modern day comics, comic movies rather, we know that there were other attempts in previous years from TV shows to movies and whatnot. And it's so interesting, um, not surprising, but interesting that this series tried to get off the ground and it didn't, but then. In that same vein, it's also interesting that there's a lot of TV series, movies, and whatnot that people do not realize were comic books, like Preacher, like Constantine. Like, there's so many throughout the years that are based off of comic book properties, which, another side note, which is why I get so frustrating when people try to focus on comics being exclusively a medium for children. Like, mm, have you ever seen storyboards for a movie, for a music video, for a TV show? sequential order of within shots telling this story that's comic books like at its most bare bones form so it's just like all of this stuff that nerds get kind of dogpiled on you guys have been consuming our media for decades for centuries but whatever i digress so 
the Sandman film, uh, they tried it in 1991, didn't really work out, but back in 2013, Goyer actually pitched a film adaptation of the series to Warner Brothers. Now, Goyer and Gaiman, they were both set to produce along with a Mr. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, and they, who, excuse me, who, uh, planned to star and possibly direct. Now, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, great actor, um, a lot of accolades under his belt. I first met him in Third Rock from the Sun back in the 90s. Being a latchkey kid, sitting at home, eating cereal in the bed, watching these wacky-ass collection of uh, four white folks who were aliens from another... <laughs> but no, that, that doesn't matter. Now, um, Gordon Levitt, he actually left the role or left the project because of creative differences. That was in 2016. So think of that. Starting in 91... Going up to 2001, 10 years. Going up to 2011, 20 years. Then 13, 22. Let me make sure I'm getting my math right. Y'all know I can't count. (laughs) Well, a collection of years. But then to go for three years, kind of in production, in development, and then nothing. Um, And then due to that prolonged development of the film, Warner Brothers was like, eh, we're shifting the television now. Netflix, though signed a deal to produce the series in 2019 and filming started in October of 2020 through August of 2021. Now, what I will say, there are issues with Netflix, but, and I may be wrong. So if, if you feel like I am, please uh, use the hashtag CBM pod and hit me up, excuse me, hit me up and on Twitter, carefree blurred or in the comments and let me know. But I feel like with Netflix, out of all the critiques that we have about that platform and their brand, when they put their money behind something they put their money behind something like you're going to get it done you may only have one or two seasons you know they may get rid of fan favorite stuff but netflix when they put their money behind it they're putting their money behind it so um and i think that's the beauty of streaming really because you get these different issues like with the sandman movie and it's not signature to sandman i'm sure it happened with tons of other properties that maybe aren't coming to mind right now but you get things situations where things are in development creative differences switching directors switching creative teams and then they kind of get lost by the wayside stuff get lost in translation one person's goal and image and vision is then translated to another and it's just like a whole big mess but a lot of times with these streaming services especially with netflix when they want something off the table they you gonna get it we have tall girl i think a second tall girl movie which is like who the hell what the hell is this but Netflix said we want it, and it was made. So that's why I, th- I think this is so interesting that from 91 to 2016, there were issues getting this off the ground. Even with WB, even with like the parent company, the one that is affiliated with DC, but then Netflix swoops in, and I'm sure there's other things behind the scenes that maybe make this a bit more... I don't know, interesting or a more colorful story. But like, again, Netflix threw their money at it and got it done. So the Sandman premiered on August 5th. So at the time of this recording, that was, I think, almost two weeks ago. Premiered August 5th, 2022. And it received generally positive reviews from critics. With praise going towards the casting, production, design, costumes, uh, faithfulness to the source material, visual effects, and performances. Um, and some folks, though, did criticize the pacing of the story. So this brings me to present day. 
I again to reiterate, I saw no YouTube uh ooh, first five episodes of uh Sandman Reviewed or this Indie Explained or all that regular stuff you get when a Marvel or DC property drops. Um and then online I did not see a lot of rave reviews. Now that could mean a few things. It could be that just in my bubble or the spaces that I occupy in um, Twitter and online, I just wasn't running into those. But that's so wild to me because this is such a good property. So when I did see comments, they were negative. I'm like, okay, is it that people are just being negative because maybe they hate the comic or maybe they just think nothing can be translated right? Or is it that the people who would give it glowing reviews just have not watched it yet? Because it took me almost two weeks to really get into the story. Um, I have a good friend of mine who was like, yeah, I started the Sandman the first time that I did. And he was like, yeah, it's pretty boring. I was like, I don't know. Like, I hadn't seen it yet, but I was like, boring doesn't seem to be the word. Like, if you say it was bad, sure. But, like, just the trailer shows me that this can't possibly be a boring series. Um, And then he had talked to me a couple days ago and was like, yeah, I just wrapped it up. And that final episode, it was so good. You know, it, it, it picked up at the end. And I do value this young man's opinion. However, me and him watch a lot of programs together either like in the same space or like oh let's watch these episodes and he's really into the period piece side of it all so i was like is that why but whatever that's neither here nor there what what started me on this journey was the conversation with him finding um the series and like trying to start it myself and then lastly getting those negative reviews online i was like this is this is odd so again i, I revisit my future or earlier statement, <laughs> I am going to live and die on the hill of representation in comics and related media, and having the titular character be this um, white, able-bodied man with this like emo haircut, I was like, mm, I'm still going to give it a chance, because I saw a lot of brown folks, you know, in some of the trailers and steals and whatnot. Uh, and I enjoyed it. First five episodes done. I'm sold. I was sold on like the second and third episode. Um, so pretty much the premise of the series is Morpheus, the personification of dreams and one of the seven endless is captured in an occult ritual in 1916. After being held captive for 106 years, dream escapes and sets out to restore his realm, the dreaming. Bruh. This show is bonkers. Like, I didn't read anything. I didn't go over anything. I didn't do any research. I just dived in. And that first episode, though it is the same length as all the other episodes, that first episode feels like a two-hour movie. Again, if you have varying opinions and you don't agree, or even if you do, hit me up on Twitter, CarefreeBlurred. Use the hashtag CBNPod. But I felt that that first episode was done so well. Now, I do have my critiques about the show. And I do have my critiques about, you know, stuff within the episodes. But, like, overall, the project that I've consumed so far is, like, solid. And if people are praising the show for its faithfulness to the source material, it's like I'm really motivated to pick up the book. 
The one thing that I'm a little kind of worried about is that this turns out that all of the black people in this series were actually race bent. And that'll make me a little bit, mm, it, it's, it'll take some of the excitement away from like diving into this universe. Um, but you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm just happy these black folks is getting jobs, but the first episode is so wild because Morpheus, I'm calling him dream. I don't acknowledge Morpheus. He is dream to me, but he's so emo. He's so nineties emo. He's so all black pale skin speaking at this low. He sounds like, um, the Teddy character in uh, Atlanta. He sounds just like that dude. Um, but I, I enjoyed him. And the funny thing, the funny thing with Dream, he is very boring. Everyone else in the show is interesting. Um, I think he's boring enough that you can follow his story and enjoy it, but you do get that like dopamine hit when other people pop up on screen. Um, him being boring is a pro and a con to me because there are times i was like oh this motherfucker is weird i don't really care for him and then there were other times i was like ah but he is kind of sassy he feels like and i even tweeted this because i live tweeted it. he feels like edward cullen with a little bit more pizzazz um he very much felt like vampire-esque and it was even mentioned in the first episode by a security guard she was like yeah, I call him Dracula. And I was like, why are you calling him Dracula? She's like, yeah, he looks like one of them Draculas, which was so accurate. And the more I watched this show, the more his boring and plainness is less of a con and more of a, I don't know, it's like he's a sponge because he even does these fantastical feats at times where like there's one part, and if I, if you don't know, spoilers, because there's clearly stuff's going to get spoiled. But there's one part in an episode, I think episode five, where he embiggens to like Galactus size and is holding this guy in the palm of his hand, like, you know, talking shit to him. It's just like, you look like a mix between Edward Cullen, uh, the white Michael Jackson, and like The Crow or any grunge 90s band. And. That is not even an insult. That is just a fact. And I love that. He's so freaking weird. Um, but he has a wonderful collection of characters around him. Uh, Lucienne is black. Ooh, this is black girl. And I hesitate to say girl because it may be non-binary, but she presents as a black woman. I'll say that. Uh, beautiful. Steampunk black woman. Shaved head. Nice freaking um, Sherlock Holmes, Jack the Ripper type outfit with the big collar these beautiful like gold rim glasses like sh that lucienne is where it's at and i even mentioned in my live tweet lucienne is my favorite lucienne could do no wrong i don't care if lucienne murders everybody in this show that's my favorite so far <laughs> um we have matthew who's the crow um the second crow it looks like and is voiced by the little chubby guy who he's in a lot of stuff so much stuff I can't even think of any. I think he was in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. playing like clones of himself. I don't know. But he's watching. You hear the voice. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He kind of looks like kind of look like a little Gerber baby. Um, 
you have Joanna Constantine. She's interesting. She's less interesting than the other humans, but I, I, I like her because I don't... I'm hoping they do more with her story. But I also hate her for things that happened with her and her ex. Uh, and it's not really for her. It's for Neil Gaiman's um, storytelling, which brings me back to her earlier point, which is I wonder how many of these black people were race bent because I think that can excuse some of my annoyance with the series because my annoyance is that there are black people just like <laughs> these black folks are just dying. Um, not that they're the only ones, but these black people are just like dropping like flies. But then I'm like, were these characters race bit and they were white or, you know, whatever white in the comic. But then even if that's the case, then I'm really going to be pissed. Like, did you race bend these white characters to black and then the ones who are getting killed and murdered? Like, bro, what? So I may just read the series. I'm going to do that anyways. But I might read it for, like, research purposes because I need to know, was Rachel white? Was Frederick white? Was Gary white? Like... All these people who have died, were they white in the comic? <laughs> Be so frustrated. Um, so, yeah. Um, we get this, this truly trade paperback feeling collection of the first five episodes. Like, you cannot, as a comic book reader, if you've read comics for at least a year, I feel like, and, I, and if I'm wrong, guys, let me know. I don't think I am. But there is this very distinct feeling at the end of episode five that feels like the end of a trade. And it's done so well. And when we pick up in episode six and we meet Dream's sister, his big sister, Death, she makes a comment that kind of drives that home, which is like, oh, you're sitting here sad and pouting, like, get the fuck over yourself, just because, because Dream says, like, okay, I got my things back, because he was in prison for 106 years, his um, accessories to help him rule the dream world were stolen, and so the whole first five episodes is us going on a journey to find these things and, like, get the dream world back, and she's like, well, boo-hoo, like, your arc is done, pick yourself up and find something else. And she didn't say it. That wasn't verbatim. But if you've watched the series or when you do watch the series, you'll pick that part out of the conversation just because, like, as a comic book reader, it, it stands out. And I love that. And I wonder if that was, like, lifted directly from the series because I love meta-ness in books. Um, yeah, I love that. But I enjoyed their back and forth and this show is very queer like i have not um met quote-unquote desire just yet like desire showed up at the end of episode three i think or four and then when i went into episode six because that's technically where i am it's the middle of episode six um they popped up again i think for like a scene and i want to say i just i cut it off there Either six or seven. I don't know. Uh, but just focus on the first five episodes. The, this world that Neil Gaiman has created, with my critiques and without them, I think is really interesting. And if there are any Sandman comic purists out there, like, let me know. What do you think? Oh, 
Oh, it's the Sandman. Time for me to wake up. If you let me know about the adaptation, I've heard a lot of people say it's very close to the source material. But like, if this is the story that was being pumped out, why am I so late to the party? I'm very much disappointed with myself because this is damn good. Um, Dream. The actress reminds me so much of Anna Diop, the actress who plays Starfire in the uh, Titans series. It's not her, clearly, but it, she's everything about her, her aesthetic and everything feels like it. And Dream and Death, Dream goes with Death on her errands, where for the first half of episode six, she just goes through taking people's lives. Well, I want to say it like that. She goes through. Yeah, that's what she does, but it, it's it's less gruesome than it sounds. Um, I don't know. This is just such a good series. So I'm kind of hesitant to even get to episode 10. It's 10 episodes in this, um, in this first season because this is so good. But once I get to episode 10, I'll probably rewatch it a couple times. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's really good. And I'm, I'm here for it. So uh i went through and did a live tweet and i thought the series had been out for longer than it had we're just now making it to about two weeks i think a day or two after this episode is recorded um and there was someone who commented like oh thank you for hashtagging this because i'm trying to avoid spoilers you know so i can mute it and whatnot and that's just something i do when i live tweet regardless to what it is and i didn't really consider the effects of like hashtagging things so that people can avoid spoilers because i'm not one who mutes words really because i've been fortunate enough that not much has been spoiled for those of you who've been around for a while you may remember my uh, discussing spider-man and how i had no spoilers like i had it took me a while to even watch spider-man and yet i i got no spoilers and then even for multiverse of madness there was one a-hole who tried to spoil like a list of things for me but he did it on my author account and my author account i can more easily recognize uh activity that is not in line with like what my focus is there whereas with this carefree black nerd it's like a lot of nerd stuff so whatever but he couldn't slip through the cracks and i just blocked the person immediately but all that being said, I don't really mute a lot of things because I don't encounter too many spoilers. But with this, I'm, I guess, happy that a side effect or a happy accident with me hashtagging a lot of things is being people being able to mute them so that they do not get spoiled. But also those who uh, don't really care or have seen it as well can like go along this ride with me while I'm talking my mess. Because I was talking cash shit about everybody in this show so trust and believe if you if you want some some interesting commentary please check out the uh the thread and i'll actually link it in the show notes my um sandman official thread <laughs> reaction thread so yeah this like i said this was very informal i just wanted to come on and get some thoughts off my chest as it pertains to Sandman, and you know just kind of update on how i'm feeling with the series uh, i may do one when i finish the series in total or mm, i may include it in something else but all in all this was a really good series so far and 
for those of you who have seen it you know let me know your thoughts uh those of you who don't really care about spoilers go through the titter titter twitter three <laughs> and let me know what you think and um yeah until next time you know stay carefree nerdy geeky and all that good stuff hit me up on twitter carefree blur tiktok carefree blur as well carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com if you need to email me about anything and uh take care of yourselves and be careful when you sleep because the sandman may come in i don't know whatever bye y'all